curls. Your stream was a winner. The D's won. Five, five zip. So, in some ways, it's just business as usual with you dominating a stream. But rare air here, the D's, 5 and 0. Pretty standard behaviour for me, really, Jack. I am still the undisputed king of any wagering done on a live stream. Um, I'm still not convinced on the D's, to be honest. Like, I think we've beaten nothing. I think Clarkson outcoached Goodwood for three quarters of the game yesterday. Um, but unfortunately, Clarkson, who's a, a, coach, a super coach, he cannot turn a sow's ear into a silk purse. They're terrible, Hawthorne. They're gone. They're a shocking outfit. Um, he just coached well to, to stop the Demons' run for three quarters. But uh, the cream rose to the top. How many cliches is that? Um, full credit to the boys. <laughs> Not convinced. We've got Richmond this week. Like, you know, we'll... If we beat Richmond, I'll be moving down to, to um, perch up in Pistol's spare room uh, for the whole final series. <laughs> you don't want to come down here, down, down the peninsula in the pod? He's not a St Kilda fan. <laughs> That's right, actually. Yeah, good good research, Peter. Yeah. No. Very good. My you suave gentleman. Go days. Yeah. Well, that's a deep Hang dive. On. Thanks, and uh, we'll be back next week. Sorry, um, Caulfield, how did it go? William Pike is still just better than everyone else, no matter where he goes. And if he just follows the cash around the country, surely he can just keep doing the same thing. Well, on the stream, um, Gibbo mentioned something about Pike going up there. You two are talking about that. When's that? Yeah. What's this for? So, let's put a, wrap a bit of context about this and let me just get my trumpet out. <laughs> I did say that we should be taking a dollar ten Willie Pike to win the jockeys challenge on Saturday. Did he win it? Yeah, we have played three winners, so I'm assuming. Um, and yeah, Gibbo, who does a bit of work with the Gold Coast Turf Club, has got Willie Pike coming up to ride the meeting for Gold Coast the Gold Coast um, Cup meeting. W Pike in Queensland. Queensland. It'd be unfair. It's unfair here. Like he's going that good, William Pike, that he's gotten the the McAvoy Stable a Saturday winner, which is fucking unheard of, particularly in Victoria. You know where they train out of. They can go back and pinch him in SA, I'd assume, but they're going awful, and he got one of theirs to win. So he's too good. His ride on Sosie Bond was a thing of like utter perfection and beauty. Uh, He showed intent. He rolled along. He improved through each and every 200-metre sectional slightly from the 1,000 home, making it just impossible for anything to catch him, provided he had a lot, just enough pony, which he did because there was Sosie Bon. Um, and he only went slow for the class to the 600, so he, he, he pinched ground early, built it up through the finish. It was just perfection. Um, yeah, it's weird times down here. It's Pike, Carr. You know, Jamie made a couple of mistakes. He made a big mistake, we thought, on uh, Friday night. Um, probably, I heard people bagging a Barossa ride. I liked it. Um, I think she got it wrong yeah. Friday night, but I think she's riding really well all the same. I think her and Pike are two of the most backable riders in Victoria. Pike, yeah. Pike is like a FIFO, is he? I don't know. But what he, like, 
Even the labor rod, like he's going that good now that that lava rod ride, he had about three lengths to make up, and you kind of, even when you watch the replay, you're like, geez, he's taking his time here. He wins by two lengths. He knew what he had. He had like a, his best guess of what they had. Everything was spot on in his mind. He's a freak. Went right. And the majority of his great rides is when he's settling a little bit closer. We saw sort of. Which he wasn't something that he is famous for in WA. He'd be on those. Oh, I'm convinced the second time he came to Victoria, he started to show much more intent, and it's it's just settling one or two pairs closer has has turned him into a freak in Victoria that he that he already was and is in WA. He was he missed the start and was slow away race two Spring Choice. That was like old school Pike. Worse than midfield, back and buried, weaved through, nice run, didn't win. In Victoria, but everything else on Saturday, when he when he showed a bit of intent, was able to show intent because he had enough pony. Very very hard to beat in a finish. Yep, you made mention of uh, Jamie Carr. I thought that ride on Bo Rossa was good just by simple fact that she kept the horse off the fence because no winner basically won settling rails and run. Yeah, and, and the bloke bagging out like I'm not convinced he's yeah. She's she's almost beaten a horse that was three wide, worse than midfield cover. So like she was entitled to beat that horse. That horse was not entitled to finish off like it did. There was no, there was a d- distinct pattern on Saturday. You didn't want to be too wide. You did not want to be rails and run, and you did not want to be worse than midfield. Yeah, you know, this horse w- that won that race was wide, and worse than midfield. She was in the slot, perfectly placed, yep. beating everything else. Yeah, I think the ride was great. I th- yeah, she's fucking flying. I just wish everyone get off her back though, trying to put her on a pedestal. To be a prime minister as well, he's just a great jockey. Like no one expects Damien Oliver to do anything. Just ride winners. Should be the same for her. It'll it'll blow over. People will. I'll find something else to talk about. It'll blow over. Um, there's a mention of Sosi buying horse like Maham and Dais, Mahamedis. I don't know. And Sosie so Bond coming to Queensland. Well, I'd say Bahamadeus is still on the up. It didn't go near its PB. It's got more. It can it can run faster, but it was the biggest performance of the Poneform dot uh, benchmarks of the entire meeting. Um, Sosie Bond. Well, I don't even need to look, but I will just out of respect to our audience. It's run a nine point four above the all average. This horse is a beast. He can run fifteens. I'm I'm pretty certain. A little bit of a lag down here with the internet. I apologise. Anyway, it can run faster <laughs> than it went on um, on Saturday. It's ne- they're never going to run huge figures in like six horse fields, you yeah. know, over a staying trip. Here we go. I've got it up now. There's so much data for this horse. Yeah, it went 11.2 first up this prep, then an 8.5, then a 9.3, and then a 9.4 on Saturday. Yeah, it's got multiple, like maybe 20 double figure runs in its career. It's a beast. It's a really strong horse, and it's starting to show a little bit of tactical speed. So it can get to like, yeah, yeah. It can run like minus twelve, minus thirteen. And for a horse that was a bit of an enigma, he's now won one point seven million dollars. He'll probably win two million easily. You'd assume. Only seven. Well, I, there was talk of maybe a Stradbroke handicap for this horse, which is a fourteen hundred meter race. Yeah, right up his alley. Well. 
I remember maybe one of the first times he sort of like he was back. I reckon um, I reckon we backed him from the yard, and I and I remember clicking him once in run at a huge price. It was down the Flemington Straight, and he won. So he's he's he's, hang on. Yeah, he's won a Group Three twelve hundred meter race mm. in Victoria. So that's like a Group Six in fucking Queensland. I was going to say Group One, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes quick when he wants to. Is is yeah? Obviously, it all depends what comes up here. Um, but he's got the runs on the board to suggest he's got to be competitive, no doubt. I think speaking of great rides. Reese McLeod's ride on dice roll, which was where uh, he jumped well and put the horse forward of midfield and got the advantage over Pike, who was also in the market there. That was a great ride on a Saturday from a guy who doesn't get a lot of opportunity. Um, really, really strong ride. Balanced that horse up, didn't panic, took his time. Really, really good ride, Reese McLeod. Well done. Good performance first. Nick ride, well done. For uh, a horse that used to be in Hong Kong, hasn't raced since September 2019. I had a nice trial um, with, like, Targaloa and that at Cranbourne. Um, but, no, yeah, the Nick Ryan's table don't miss often. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, rides with intent, Luke Nolan's ride on Finance Tycoon was absolutely perfect on a fast tempo. Just put it outside the lead and just completely brained that field in the, the showdown, the showdown, million-dollar race for two-year-olds. Oh, just one of those... A lot of my review, personally, because it's been a frustrating one, because I had a, a strip at Caulfield, is about managing these riders. So I had a, I still had marked uh, Finance Tycoon shorter than the market come jump. But I didn't want to be with Luke Nolan at that price. Still in my like tiny little brain at that point of the day. But I factored that into the price. So I should have pulled the trigger a bit. That's fair. And arcaded. Just gave itself up, I think. That horse, we, we spoke about it on the day. It's just a, a tiny little thing. Always walks well. Probably won't win another race. Probably, but it was in the worst ground and she showed no intent. So the horse was in a position in run that no horse was competitive from all day. I think what you're saying is favourite to be right, though. I was going to say, it doesn't really have any speed anyway, does it? It's always back somewhere. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fair. Um, it just got me thinking of something, though. Um, how's this? So, in race number... Oh, where is it? In the stewards' report, right? This is just this is just peak racing, right? Dutch rudder stuff. In race number three... Moral force. Trainer Mitchell Friedman was fined two hundred dollars, like two hundred dollars. Does that go to the racing school, by the way, too? The racing school fund, the new school they want. Um, can you please train our staff so we don't have to fund? Um, for presenting the horse late in the mounting yard. This is a horse that then almost fell when it started, like it literally like tripped and like was on its knees. Then had the shits with that, and then charged through the field. John Allen, big pot. Big pop operator. He needed all of them to slow this thing down, not cause a like an enormous car crash there in race three. Anyway, why do they find him two hundred dollars for being late to the yard? 
And if they're going to find people who are late to the yard, I will volunteer to do it for you on Saturdays. I'll just throw them all under. It should be 2000 I don't know if Mitch could afford 2000 but <laughs> he probably can't, and that's the whole point, because then he's supposed to be in the yard on time. But if I was Mitchell... I'd be fucking sick here because the amount of horses that are late to the yard and were late to the yard on Saturday then and that I've checked and not in the stewards report, in the last race, head of the Trainers Association, Robbie Griffiths and DeCock, I didn't even see, I did not even see Don't Tell the Boss Parade. That's how late it was. I saw Moral Force Parade. It was second in the numbers. Don't Tell the Boss didn't parade, to my eye. I would have thrown him in, 2000, into the Train Our, train our Staff Fund. No, didn't even get a comment in the stewards' report. Rules for some, I guess. I don't know. Weird. What do you reckon, Kels? Uh, I don't know. There's an, I don't know. Is there any... I'm trying to think if there's legitimate reasons why you're late. Is there? I don't know. Pro- I think possibly. the fine should be huge. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, I'm glad they fight Mitch. I bet you Mitch isn't late for the next yard. But... To do my head in. Is this a Saturday only rule? I reckon the number of times I've been standing there in the yard at Sandown and a horse oh. has come in like 35 minutes late or it just like trickles in like the, half the field's already out on the track. Yeah, I don't, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know why they do it because then if someone like us talks about it and say someone talked about an RSN, now they've sort of cornered themselves and they've got to start finding everyone because yeah. this happens all the time. 200. Is it barely worth doing the paperwork for 200 or what? Yeah. Look, at Saturday Metropolitan meeting. They're getting 10,000 just to run 10th nowadays in Victoria, don't they? Yep. Yep. Like, Whatever it is, it's a good amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, it should be, I think it should be 2,000. And maybe they should have to go to the train out staff school <laughs> and do a, do a, like a, um, what do you call it when you're back at school? Like a, a topic, like a a segment on presenting horses to the yard on time. All I have to do in that class is like, go, oh, fuck, we're on in five minutes and start getting ready. That's all I have to do. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, you are speaking of race seven earlier. Talk, talk to me about Ruby Saki. Oh, she's back. She ever left? Yeah, no, she was bad last prep. Well, she wasn't as good as she's been. I think that's fair to say. Yep. Um, if you watch the replay, she's held up badly at key stages, um, entitled to sort of throw it away, and she didn't. She, she like, chased the line and chased the line real, real hard. Uh, she clocked the fastest last 100 metres inside the race. <sighs> along with the second fastest last 200 metres of the race, is that fucking enigma, liar. I love her, but she just cost me so much cash, this horse. So much. I, I still can't get over the fucking Flemington performance where we took five bucks and she started 220, and it might have been, I'm thinking it was Luke Curry. I better check that. But just never got out. It was taught, It was fucking brutal. Anyway, Ruby Saki's back. Yeah, interesting to see how she goes next start. Like, I'll, she'll start shorter. Than, she'll start short because everyone is black booking it. 
Yeah, it was Jay Mac who slaughtered her at um, Flemington. Peter, oh, you're thought, on mute. I thought. Sorry, that was Jay Mac at Flemington. <laughs> it was Luke Curry at Caulfield. She's often slaughtered, or like not slaughtered, <laughs> slaughtered if you're on, because she finds trouble because she gets back worse in midfield, and she's often drawn inside. Yeah. I was going to say the complete opposite, Jack. I was going to say she was entitled to finish the fastest last 200 of the meeting because she did nothing before that. Ruby Saki. Yeah. Um, well, if... It's a dirty old fucking Victorian-bred listed race. With, <laughs> McAvoy, with McAvoy, winning, McAvoy winning it, um, I want to see it again. Sword of Mercy to... goes good. Goes yeah. very good. Yeah. We were on. How did it win? I just don't think he got the trip somehow, but it looked like it was going to win. Um, I thought Rubisaki paraded heavy for her. Um, she went like... Okay, here's why I think she's back. Last prep, over 1,200 metres at Caulfield, she went 2.8 below the all-average to the 600 and came home 5.6 above the all-average. Yeah. On Saturday, over 1,100, she went out 2.6 slow. And came home nine point two fast, despite being inconvenienced. So, yeah. I think she's going better than last prep. I think she was heavy and can improve. Um, hundred percent entitled to run a big figure. I reckon she's going to come up to um, Queensland, and it's just going to be a matter of are they are they running on and getting out wide that day or not? Yeah. And if they are, she'll be winning. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, Laverod. In the sprint race, race eight. Career PB. Yeah. Slow tempo, monster splits, last four. Just shits me though, this thing. Like, I backed it at Flemington and it lost. You well, know, like now look at it. Yeah, it arguably should have won its last four starts, but that's okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Or at least could have one. We'll go with that. Um, low flying, though. Anything else out of that race? Oh, that absolutely. Took oh, I, like, just the, the spectacle of watching, a, like, an elite rider just own a horse. Like, he knew what he had. He knew exactly how, what was happening in the race. It was, it was good TV. Um, inside that race itself... What is that? Race six. Uh, race eight. What do you think Sorry. of year-long January? Can we edit this? No, just be diplomatic. Save me time. Well, I think it went absolutely enormous, and I would have liked to keep that to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was an enormous, but like absolutely enormous run. I thought you were going to say something bad, but <laughs> that's all right. Oh, sorry. I mean, it was. I brought it up because it's the only horse that I that I um, put a little asterisk next to out of the meeting. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm with you. I thought Eden Ruby Saki were the two back me next start runners. Um, I don't think there was a lot of intent, or you know, I'm not convinced they were overly trying here with you in January. I think it was a really, really good barrier trial. I think there's bigger things ahead for this horse. Okay. How romantic you'd be pretty flat about. It's just it's just been the best, almost the most well-placed horse in the world. Yeah. 
Paul's regret. Just just only just watch the money. Like they they at Henry's, they showed intent. It went enormous. Got done by Pike. Um. Yeah. Yule and January though, going great. Third fastest last four hundred. Second fastest last one two hundred of the uh, meeting. You know, only, of the race of the race, only beaten by the the winner in Lavarada. It was it like for for a Vobacy day. It was a great meeting, really. When you look back at the data, and it's interesting to be this interested in it and want to talk about it this much after doing my complete nuts on it is rare. Okay, yeah. let's head up to Inda. Queensland curls. Uh, start off with the protest. Yeah, race seven. There's been enough footage shared on um, Twitter that we probably don't need to share it on here. Um, go back and have a look at race seven. Uh, the winner or the first pass to post was Junction uh, M right on board. The horse that ended up getting the protest, winning the protest, was Get Stuck In. He was behind the two leaders. Um, the horse just refused to take a gap and was like laying in. And then um, Junction probably shifted in a, like a half and then Get Stuck In has got – she's got to the outside of the two leaders and then once she's got clear outside horses, uh, the horse really sort of knuckled down and wanted to hit the line. So obviously it didn't want to take the run initially. Um I thought the protest was like rewarded a bad ride on the horse that was second past the post, but um, you just really never know with these protests up here. Uh, I'm sure stewards are completely fucking petrified to adjudicate any protest where there's not a very, very small margin. I think they're walking into protest hearings and seeing a small margin and, and being more confident in making decisions. And that probably applies everywhere, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, in life. It's very, it's very easy to cop out and say dismissed when the margin was, you know, a half or three quarters or, you know, a length or something. And it's very easy to say, oh, the margin wasn't great enough. Um, but in these close finishes, invariably seems to go with the horse that's protesting. Um, I thought it was a bad ride on Get Stuck In and it was completely blessed and very fortunate. Um, out of a race where... You know, I sort of mentioned to our guys that um, that I was sort of had junction on top, but I don't want to be on it. I think it's it's looking for a mile and is a little bit one paced, and he just couldn't put him away when he was there too. Um, so he dodged a bullet there, basically. So I'm not talking through my pocket or anything like that. I just it shouldn't have been upheld. I don't think. Um, and the rest of the race out of that comes out of it, the rest are gone. Uh, so you win was first up, run okay. Uh, epic girl and love you, Lucy. It's just not she hasn't come back, and just yeah, not much to do, not much to come out of the race apart from the protest result, really. Okay, run us through race eight then. That listed race over a thousand. Yeah, the winner was, um, geez, the winner was big late, um, big pro- went around at a big price as well. We saw, I said this is what I sent to subs anyway. We saw Master Jamie and Vega one both step out now. Master Jamie already has a has won a ballot free race into the Stradbroke, so I sort of said to the subs with um, horse like I think Master Jamie and Vega one of the two best horses in the race, but both of them will be going to the Stradbroke, so this will be like a, just a barrier trial for them. So we just I decided not to bet. Um, there was good reports from the yard on Vega one. 
but I thought it was pretty plain, really. I mean, the winners come from the back and ran past all of everything else. So it's hard to – it's really hard to follow any of these with much confidence now. They're both – both those horses that I've mentioned there, Master Jamie and, and Vega 1, are just going to be have to be watching C's next start because they didn't just didn't do enough. Um you know, you got a horse like Flash R who went around at a huge price off a 1,400-metre listed win on a heavy track back to a 1,000 and still beating home, you know, Vega won and not far off Master Jamie. So, and like I say, Zaniah was was out the back, SP'd around $25 and sat back and just rounded them up. So some huge questions, some big question marks out of there, more questions than answers, I think, coming out of that race. It, both of those two horses would need to, to make significant improvement second up. And what, what did you make of the awful six-horse field that was the Daybreak Lover? Just um, margins. Well, uh, hang on. Yeah, we backed this winner. We actually were on Apache Chase and uh, was our largest bet in the race, and we had half a bet on Mass Destruction. They've ran one, two. Almost a process of elimination. We, um, we discussed Got a Kiss on the live stream on Friday, I sent out to the subs, so I think it might be gone. Um, it's ran last and it's bled from one nostril and gone to the paddock, according to the stewards' report. So, um, yeah, Apache Chase is like an Eagle Farm, you know, likes the track, likes that firm Eagle Farm track and was able to lead and, and roll along. And Mass Destruction was okay. I don't know whether the, either of those two can measure up to anything much better in the winter. I mean, that was listed 1,400. But like glorif by title only, like listed status. Um, yeah, that was a terrible race, uh, really. You know. Anyway, you can only win what you're against. So congratulations, everyone. Yep. And well done to us for getting something out of it. Yes, and well um, done for you to uh, <laughs> declaring that uh, runner at Toowoomba in race six, Voulave. A uh, dollar ten, I think he said it should have been priced and. Basically, one like a dollar. We cop four twenty. We cop four twenty. Oh, what a! The one before it was even better, kills. But it was like you had a. I've got this mark dollar twenty five, but I, yeah. I, I could tell he. I could tell he didn't like the jockey on the stream. So I'm like, is this jockey the worst jockey out of the five here? He goes, uh, um, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, she is. I said, all right, let's give her like a minus two or something. He goes, fuck, I'll give her a minus five. Minus <laughs> $5, $1.70. So it's like a dollar eighty on the fair, so we start clicking slowly. Where did it jump? Two forty? Yeah. Rob yeah. was on. We all just had to like chase this fucking thing out. Three of us weren't stopping the price at Toowoomba. It was just if we weren't on a stream, it, was, it probably would have started two eighty. If um, it was great it's a great example of what I talk about the difficulties in in the wagering for the service. Like not thirty seconds, one not ninety seconds until the jump. It's a dollar eighty nine, dollar ninety. So I'm not sending it. Sending it. Yeah, we probably have like an unspoken two dollar rule, really, because that's what we we sort of assume people aren't comfortable betting below there. Thirty seconds, thirty seconds pre race. It's two thirty on the fair. Now, if that was if that was two thirty with three minutes to jump, you'd be given subsample time to cop the two thirty every day of the week. And then, and then I said, so where should we be in the run? He goes, oh, I think we'll be leading. And it's last of the fence. Jumps, no intent, sneaks, last fence. And I'm thinking, holy fuck. Because like, I've had way more. Like, 
I've bet five, four or five times on this horse what I'm betting at Cranbourne. Like 20 minutes later, where I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It was like she was on like a V12 Harley Davidson versus like scooters in Bali. She just That's she just sweet. cruised out around the outside, <laughs> got to the straight, looked like it was a big downhill thing, and just let it go and pissed him. It was if glorious. It leads, if it leads, it wins by 12. Mm, um, which is maybe why it didn't lead. Yeah. Anyway, tough one. The other one that was interesting you mentioned earlier was on the Saturday was Traduce and, and you know, sending each way because it was 250 a hole, which is like it can't miss a place is what, I, is what my thought process was there. Yeah. It's a real, it's a real strange one. Like you probably – like I didn't have it that much shorter like as far as my price was concerned. Um, I don't know whether I gave it enough – for the map, um, I probably in hindsight I didn't bonus it enough for the map, but I also didn't expect the race to go out 4.6 lengths quicker than average, and I didn't expect it to finish off. Still be able to sit, you know, somewhere near that speed, and then you know take off early and put itself in the race and get home like, and run the figure that it did. It's gone. It's run an enormous figure. Pissed him too. Like it's, we we weren't. We only caught. It's it's so badly set up how they space the races at when you're especially when you're at the races. They were like into the straight, you know, and I'm going to Peter. I think this is race four. I reckon this is race four. He goes, Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I think it's race four. I'm like, I think we're on the ten. I think we're on the ten. Is that the ten? Is that the ten? God. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, yeah. Anyway. I didn't expect it to, it to do what it did, put it that way, but um Anyway, it's, we had we also had Robbie on as well, and um, you just never know. Sometimes you do never know. Uh, big week ahead for everyone, really, because we've got Anzac Day on Sunday. So effectively, two Metro cards in a row. Uh, Dickens, you have Caulfield Saturday, Flemington Sunday, as well as everything else from now until then. Okay. Here's what if you if you purchased if you're one of the long termers or you're gonna purchase this week this is what you're gonna get. Uh, I'm am literally looking at a chuka right now for today. Um, we will have sets of prices for Geelong, so we might bet. Um, I finished them off this afternoon. We have many our mail from Bendigo. Uh, my prices. Jackson's Manning Yard Mail. Last time we went there, we know what happened. It was a complete and utter fill-up. Um, same usual story for Thursday and Friday, where I'll be looking at all the races, pricing a bunch of them, um, betting where and when we want to. Um, unlikely to do Manning Yard Mail at Cranbourne, just because it's going to be the big doubleheader on Saturday, Sunday. But you'll get Manning Yard Mail and you know bets galore for Caulfield and Flemington. And likely try and find one or two in the maidens there at Wangaratta and Maui. Often a bit of fat there each and every year because there's two big meetings. There's some really there's some maidens where one or one and a half horses are capable of winning it. Tasty. And Curls, you've got Doombin Saturday, three listed races. You've got Sunny Coast Sunday, but there's a whole heap of other provincial sets, no doubt, between now and then. Yeah. Yeah, um, the midweek meeting this uh, in Queensland, I think, is at Ipswich on Wednesday. It is Ipswich Wednesday. And then we've got Gatton Friday, which I'll, I'll be going to. 
Mrs. Curley is away for a couple of nights. Oh, this no. Weekend, the kids are back at school, so it's going to be fresh hell. Um, I might do a bit of day drinking. Um, but Gatton Friday is definitely a go-up. And, uh, yeah, then we've got, like, Sunday we're at Bow Desert and the Sunshine Coast. So, <sighs> anyway. Exactly. I need some more, actually. I got asked about alcohol free days this morning. Mm. Yeah, well, actually, I was thinking of it this morning because I've, um, you know, how the Toya one on Saturday. Yeah, Sydney. I done my best hitting the Toya impersonation Saturday night. Had a windy <laughs> day Saturday, so thought I'd get stuck in a bit of champagne. Oh, a bit bubbles. of pizza. Like the, like the toy Bubbles and curly would not be a good like mix. Uh, right? the, what goes up would go up real quick, and what goes up must come down. Yeah, no, it was good fun. <laughs> Doing, apparently, we were, apparently we were having fireball shots and all. So whatever they are. Apparently. Yeah. Like so my missus that. told me anyway this morning, uh, Sunday morning. Anyway, winners, winners, winners win and. Losers have meetings. I was having parties. <laughs> you blokes are at home. You blokes are at home. Off your losing set, just doing the replay Saturday night. No, oh, he, he won. Peter oh, yeah, won. I lost. You're at home watching the Swans get beat by GWS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what else happened is like, like I got home and um, like it's an ordeal to take the TV off either of them, but the only time I actually ever do it is to watch the Swans, and then. KO wouldn't like link to my TV for whatever fucking reason. It was literally like God, whichever one existed, just he just wanted to bend me over and yeah, wasn't your day. So I had to watch it on the fucking iPad with. I don't know if there's any other fathers out there. This is the worst. This bloke is scary as all hell. Blippy. If you haven't seen Blippy and someone tells you to try it with with your kid, the biggest tip of the week do not start watching it because they get addicted and the bloke is very very scary you think the wiggles are bad this bloke's fuck, <laughs> this bloke's on another level he's a freak it's not sweet <laughs> life hack with Jack Blippi's not sweet 